and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of building you up buttercup only just to let you down, let you down, and mess you around. Ah. Uh, why do you? Why do you? What, what <laughs> do you? <laughs> do you know, it's, it's, that's, it is on one of, it is on one of the, um, the, the, the wedding classics. The wedding classics. Don't I know it? We're doing the wedding playlist at the moment, Alex. Tell me that's not on it. it oh no, mate, that's it. It's just that. It's just build me up. My, mine is it, gonna be mine. Mine's gonna be Loch Lomond by Runrig for on, the on whole a, on a repeat. Yeah, for the whole party. The whole party. It's Breakfast. gonna. It's gonna start. It, it's gonna start after the ceremony. <laughs> it'll be playing. <laughs> it'll be playing in the cars <laughs> on the way to the reception, and the live band will be playing it. Okay. The Kaylee, the, the Kaylee band will be playing it, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the DJ is going to be playing it for At anyone who's left. Nice. So, so just for any of you that don't know, listen to Run Rig, uh, Loch Lomond. Absolutely, listen to it. The it's live a, version. There's a live version. There's only there's one no, version. There's, there's no, no other. There's version. no other version. <laughs> <laughs> there's no other version. Um, they did that and then went good enough. Sorry, I just punched my microphone. Yeah, out good. of how much I love Run Rig. Fuck's um, sake. But, but they do. They love it. They and they're great. So just, just sorry, just um, a few quick questions, if you, if you will. If that uh, one, me, please. Yeah, go, go. Are you taking yeah, questions? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're sorry, the back. Thank you. You're the back. Thank you. Um, so you mentioned, sir, that you have Run Rig starting at the start of the day. Yes. Who's who's playing that? Oh, that that'll be Run Rig. No, 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 no. Sorry, at the wedding. Who's starting? Who? Uh, who's of, starting? The band. Yeah. Band oh, right. Buys. Okay. So it'll be the string quartet playing Run Rig. Got in, it. Okay. Uh, at, at the ceremony. What time does that kick off at? Oh, what time that, is that? that? Well, that that's uh, eleven a.m. I reckon. Eleven. Okay. 11 a bit of a lion. Uh, there's no drums, obviously, with that one. No, no, so no. The, so the quartet are doing the live version of Run Rig's Loch Lomond. Yeah, yeah. Difficult. Difficult for a string quartet no, no, to no, recreate a live yeah, version but... of a sort of rock-esque folk song, well, isn't it? Well, all I'll say about that is re- it's reflected in their fee. Good. Oh, okay. Very good. Okay. They're doing the I'm, nothing if not, I'm nothing if not fair. Who's next? Who's after the string quartet? So after the string quartet, there's going to be... Oh, there's going to be a brass band on the lawn. Obviously. They're going to be playing it. Just talk to me about changeovers. It's pretty seamless, right? It's soon as the string quartet's well, last notes played, brass actually, band kick in. Well, actually, no, because as we all know, no. with with a, loop, with a looped repeat, you actually <laughs> want continuous play. So what they've got okay. is they've got earpieces <laughs> yeah. in their ears. And they're and outside they on hear, the lawn, and, and, listening to the inside. Side. absolutely so for cool. the, so for the people that are walking yeah. out of the building onto it's, one what they'll get seamless. is a stereo Brilliant. effect of yeah, the yeah. same thing being played by a string quartet and a brass band now obviously be, yeah, they'll yeah, be yeah. out of tune because brass players are shit but there oh, we okay. go there we go yeah nice <laughs> and then obviously i mean the rest of it goes without saying similar process just in one ear out the other brass yeah, band yeah, yeah. playing lawful yeah. we've done I'm this not, one haven't we I'm done not, this to death haven't we yeah no, i'm gonna keep going i'm, keep going. I'm, I'm not saying? i'm not so invested in this banter as to see this all the way through to the end of the night so why don't we just say that this was really funny and we can move on <laughs> <laughs> we did it we did the we did the lawful moment um peace mate it feels like we've not done a podcast in a while. Obviously, it I'm does. back now, uh, which is nice. It's nice to be home. Yeah, you got a tan. In, back in, I had the, I had Alex. I had the great British experience, the trifecta. I had um, a, a hangover, Ryanair, and sunburn. It was, it was just wonderful that was last it, day. Did Did you have a, a t-shirt tan? Uh, yeah oh 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 yeah mate oh yeah nothing better nothing nothing more than um and because you've been walking along. The, the you walk along one long beach this is important by the way whenever you go on a British holiday for anyone who's 
never been to any of your sort of Costa del, Col- Costa del Sols or Alicantes, make sure you walk all the way down the long beach talking. Oh, yeah, do During it. the hottest part of the day so that only one side of your whole body gets the T-shirt tan. There's Because no- <laughs> you've got to just have the right arm burnt to crisp. What you want to feel that sort. What, what you want to yeah. feel is if you're walking side on to the sun. Yeah. What you want what you want is at some point in the day to just turn the other way and yeah. for it to feel like you've just walked under some shade. The cool side <laughs> and of the you've not. Yeah. All you've done is turn your burn away from the sun. I tell you what mate, like and we went hard on the last night. I had a category 9 hangover. Like oh, it was mate. it was bad. I don't even know why I do it to myself. I like and it wasn't that bad. I couldn't even turn my head as I stumbled towards the metro to get out of Valencia. And oh lord, I mean I was in a world of pain, totally self-inflicted. I had no one else to blame but my <laughs> myself and and well apart from Ryanair and I've, I guess I've got myself to blame for that one too <laughs> fabulous but yes it's nice to be back and what a movie to be back for I know because not you you hadn't landed 12 hours then I was on the phone going have you seen it yet have yeah. you seen it yet chased me along to, uh-huh. to the cinema it was another trip on my own because Alex we are not a Ryanair hangover sunburn podcast or a Loch Lomond podcast yeah we are of course a music and movies podcast and each week we will talk to you about uh, and i said this to you right and i yeah. stand by this statement probably the most difficult movie to make yeah uh, since something like endgame mm. in terms of fans expectations what people want to see yeah. what franchise building controversy surrounding which i'm sure we'll get into yeah yeah um you know and and ultimately just how do you cap off what has been you know the best part of seven seven eight years of a bond i mean we we've seen a bond from start to finish that we never thought this day would happen and well longer than that it's been eight years since skyfall oh pardon sorry i'm going back no yeah you're right it's 18 years so Yeah. yeah Blooming out. Yeah, I thought my nutty. math was totally wrong yeah, when that, I said that. Yeah, that is way off. <laughs> I thought I thought I was totally wrong. Yeah, my goodness. Um, of Has course, been a while. We are talking about No Time to Die now. For those of I'm sure not many people have clicked on this episode if you haven't seen the film, but I'm really quite keen to yeah, leave say now. that we're. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> if if you. Uh, we're not one of these places that likes to do um, non-spoiler content because we, we want to be able to talk quite a lot about it in, yeah. in an unadulterated way about all the willies and stuff. So well, every this time is, someone so says this unadulterated, is... I think of willies. So this no, is... I mean... Really? <laughs> yeah, just unadulterated. Oh, there's no... Ad- what does that unadulterated mean? Ad- is it not adulterated because you've got adults? If it's unadulterated, that like a nursery should be unadulterated. Yes, because there's, no, there's no ad- adults. We've just given like, given us a fresh new look into your psyche <laughs> there, mate. <laughs> Imagine an unadulterated nursery. You're it's like, ooh, un- right, ooh, unadulterated willies. Ooh, willies. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then I said nursery. This is what they'll use in the court case. This is like, yeah, easily. absolutely. This is what they'll use. We, we should stop recording. Exactly, but but just on that piece, I mean, uh, we will do probably very heavy straight into spoilers yeah because we can't help ourselves right we can't um so you have been warned you can leave in three two one go 
They've left. All right, now that we've, now that they've left, now that we, they've we left. can chat shit about them. Yeah, we can just yeah. see. Oh, fucking How have they not seen this them. movie by now? I, know. I mean, what what fucking losers, eh? Bet they're going to have some unadulterated fun without us. Yeah. It, it bothers me. I'm saying it more. Unadulterated. Just it stop saying it, mate. Feel... Okay, I'll just stop, stop saying, saying it. it. Easy sorted. So, this is Bond film number five for Daniel Craig. It is. Um, long thought to have uh, Daniel Craig obviously signing up for a trilogy. Um famously saying uh, something that something pretty controversial and something pretty untaxed. He said a couple of things. He has, he has. Obviously, the whole uh, I'd rather slit my wrists, which I always go for the more preferable I'd rather shit in my hand than clap than do a Bond film. Yeah. Um, that's, or, uh, no, that's, that's not the best one you do. Oh, yeah, that's it. I'd rather, I think I'd rather guide my dad to my mom. <laughs> I wasn't going to say film. it. I didn't think you'd say it on the <laughs> podcast. No, it. it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I already whispered the, the c word in. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Yeah. I'm like a, I'm like a killer with a ransom note here, oh, and I'll brilliant. say I'll say Willie again. But but it is nuts, and obviously you know it, it, it is 18 years as you say. Things have moved on a lot, and what we have got to this movie was, I mean, it was a Bond film, yeah. right? There's no other way to say this. This was this wasn't your Casino Royale. This wasn't your strip back. I mean, this is closer to. Your Piers Brosnan, quite a lot Roger Moore. A lot of Moore in this, yeah. I mean, and that I love. And I and I loved it. And we like we can I think what we'll do is go through so so I think we'll talk about the plot and our problems with the plot. Then we'll go through the film chronologically. I think yeah. that makes sense to do. Yeah. Um and I wanted to start the whole plot thing by saying I've done a huge amount of thinking on this. Have you? Fantastic. And I love thinking. And and Especially this when is going to sound bad. No, 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 no. Stop me if this is a dickish thing to do, right? Oh, because no, I'm that, not going to. That's be... never going to end well for you. No, 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 no. Right? No, I think you. I think you'll be okay with this, right? So because there's a lot of stuff about this movie. There's a lot of things about the wokeness of this movie and the characters and everything around this stuff, and 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 also the the decisions that were made for the characters in this movie and the story and the plot and stuff. And I don't want to come away from this rant saying. I'm a, like a fanboy who didn't get what he wanted. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I need to be really clear to say that up top. Because it's an I, invalid argument. Because, and you you and I said the same thing, right? Is that I enjoyed this movie. I came out of this movie feeling like whelmed, like really like just, that was Oh, good. it was a meal, wasn't it? Yes. It was an it was, absolute was meal. Full. Three, I was full. three and a half courses with some cheese at the end. And then you start, and and you feel, and you go brilliant, especially that last act. And then you yeah, start yeah, yeah. looking into the intricacies of this movie, and you start noticing the problems, and the problems start to stack up on the other side of the scale, and then you find yourself in a pondry. Yeah. And so, what I wanted to do, and what my next that rational thought, Alex, was to instantly fix the things in my head, right? Okay. That I think this movie should have done. Okay, fair. That could that could have fixed this movie. Right. Okay. And I'm going to start with the most contentious one, and it's not anything to do with the, the um the the design the, the plot the story. Well, I mean, it is actually Safin. We we didn't need him, right? Yeah. You you get rid of him. This is a very and put Blofeld in, of course. Oh yeah, because he wasn't in it. This is a that is a brilliant movie instantly that ch- that that changes yeah. that that doubles down on on everything yeah. so rami so, malik was great yeah in the 30 seconds he was on screen yeah 
he he services the plot and the cute little you know tying up in a ribbon that this movie tries to accomplish he services that but yeah you you don't ever get the sense that he is the threat of the movie or that he matters in the slightest he just he's just kind of somebody that's there yeah so also yeah go for it have you seen his name written down no his name is lucifer satan oh is it really it's so dumb Ugh, i don't like that it's I so don't, i don't dumb I don't really like that i don't like it either that's why i so brought it up <laughs> how you so how you do this movie right this is my broad brush how you fix this movie and stop me if you're like doesn't make sense but i think this makes sense Movie starts same same way. Really good opening sequence. Um, well, all right, opening sequence. The chase. <laughs> Very long opening sequence. In fact, going in, and going in, and wait, wait, going. Wait, 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 wait. In fact, two opening sequences. Is this, yes, is this a was. first? Is this a first in a Bond movie? No, no it's not actually. Living Like Die, if you remember, started with three opening sequences before ah, okay. Living Like Die. We had the Mardi Gras sequence. There's more than a couple of Bond movies that I've only seen once, maybe yeah. twice in but my life, I did, and that's, I, I think, one of them. And I did think that actually we were going to get, we were going to be treated to something else that Living Like Die did for us, which was an opening sequence where Bond wasn't in it. But of course he was in the, the second of the two. So, so we got all the same opening sequence. But I would say minus the, the whole Safin piece, the whole yep. Safin bit, just start with Bond and, and um, Madeline. And obviously killers come to get him. You don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. We continue with the whole Felix Leiter well, story. Well, no, we know they're Spectre. Well, well, we know they're Spectre, of course. Yeah, so yeah. they work for Blofeld. Um, fine, starts starts the thing off. He knows that there's a threat. Okay, um, we then go to the Felix Leiter and the Ash story. I think that was fine. The yep. the undercover person working for him, the plot of for that Ash person, though, is, is, is to take out Blofeld. He works for the Americans, and he is being manipulated by... By, by the Americans to kill Blofeld who is under the UK's control because right. he's too dangerous a menace for the UK to keep so and just, so we're, so and keep just so we're very very clear this is what you wish what wish happened. I wish what I wish you, sorry what, sorry what, I'm not what, saying this is the plot yeah yeah, yeah. so so that so, didn't happen I didn't no, no, see of course that it didn't, of course it didn't happen of course it didn't. I'm sorry I'm saying how you fix this right so you fix that you keep the brilliant character of Ash I, I thought it was really good actually I, I didn't mind that Ash is trying to kill Blofeld, who's in, uh, you know, the, the, the MI6 prison, whatever. And, and they superimpose that in London, whatever. We'll get over to it. Um, what, for whatever reason, he, he fucks it up and Blofeld escapes from the prison, kills Ash instead of, uh, yeah. instead of Bond killing Ash. And then Blofeld goes to his island... Um, where Bond has to track him down and kill him. And then, yeah, then you can put in all the plot points about it's some sort of weapon and weaponization of it. Um, I probably wouldn't go as far as nano bugs in the blood. Um, okay, yeah, the, the nanobot uh, super weapon thing felt a bit Brosnan. die another day-ish. Yeah, it was very Brosnan. Just yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... And I, and I don't, anyway, so I don't completely my... hate it. As no, a, no, a cop, it wasn't a badly, but but just but just so I'm really clear, the point I'm trying to make is center around Blofeld, and you get the trifecta. Because when we know when we saw Lighter die, and when we saw, um, you know Blofeld die in the actual cut, it was very clear what the ending of this movie was going to be, um, and the saving grace could have been Doctor No. And obviously, going up to this movie quite a lot, I had in my head 
he was Doctor No. Yeah, I think you, um, you very were very, very confident in that. I think you even said so on this podcast more than well, a couple of times. Well, well, I will also call you out, mate, because obviously last oh, week's yeah, episode... Oh, yeah, you can call you, me out on anything. You said you thought there could be a chance that Piers Brosnan might show up in this movie. And there was a small part of me that, as I was watching it, went, Piers Brosnan's going to show up in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but neither of those two things happened. I am, look, even though, even though I kind of suggested that, I am delighted it didn't happen. Well, remember how close we came to Sean Connery rocking up in Skyfall, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before Jesus. he... I know, right? Um, but, but just on the Doctor No thing, like I did pick up on a few things where I was not really convinced. Uh, because at one point, they call him Doctor in the base. Yeah, He's they do. He's referred to as Doctor. They and do. On, and only once. Yeah. And I have a speculation that maybe at one point that was the plan. Yeah, it's it's weird and that was because a cut that was taken out because this was something that I mentioned to you when we kind of like chatted a little bit about you know our our initial reaction to the movie and that he felt very much like uh, a equal part amalgamation of like Blofeld, Scaramanga, Scaramanga Doctor no, no, and whoever the bloody Thunderball guy is. Oh, um, Emilio Largo. Yeah, yeah, that yeah that guy, mm-hmm. and, and it felt like. They, they made like a pie chart and they wanted equal measure of these villains so that you couldn't say that he was definitively a re a remaking of any one of them yeah, but yeah, you yeah. can spot all of them in in him to- it just totally. it, it just looked like oh he's <clears throat> the bond bad guy yeah, yeah and in that he just became a bit generic yeah no you're not you're not wrong um just on the whole doctor no Sort of, uh, sort of like comparisons. I, I, I'm not entirely convinced that they was not a few nods and winks. I mean, like the island there totally was. The, the island was 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 you know an island where Doctor No was on an island in a base. There was a radio or a radioactive sort of yeah. element to the water. You know, falling in the water. If you remember, that's how Doctor No died. And um, he was also called Doctor. Might we also for uh, lest you forget the point of the first Doctor No book and the film was that they there was believed to be a dragon on that island that, oh, yeah. that belonged to Doctor no what was the name of the ship it was hms dragon do, do you know what i mean that the, fired the yeah. missiles and i'm like oh i don't know man i mean yeah. like it's one of four type so, 44 right. destroyers also i will say on the, the dragon piece i was gutted it's 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 a, it's a destroyer that we have in our british navy and it's famous for having like a big red welsh dragon up the side gutted Ooh. we never saw that <laughs> that would have been cool that was yeah, exactly that, a, a niche little thing but i like it but so th- those are all the things that you know really signposted to Doctor No, but there were so many others that even to the point that this movie felt like not just a swan song for Daniel Craig, but a swan song for the James Bond franchise. Yeah, did yeah. you not think? Yeah, because totally. It was weird. Okay, shall we just like put the big spoiler up right now? Yeah, go for it. He's dead. Yeah, he's categorically dead. He got blasted with a million missiles and he's dead. It was emotional. Oh, mate. It was, it was an it emotional was... scene. Yeah. Yeah. I And I totally, it totally <clears throat> got me. It totally got me in the way that the movie intended and I applaud it for it. But there was this really weird feeling I had when the credits were rolling and I was basking in this sort of big full stop on an actor's tenure and a franchise and then the words james bond will return yeah, came up and i went and my initial my initial feeling was not 
yeah, more Bond. I can't wait for the next Bond. It's going to be so long because it's it takes some years to make Bond movies. Mm. Um, it was why, yeah, it yeah. was. Like, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I, I read those words and I was like, oh, but why? Mm. You just killed him. Well, it's because it's because they've got to keep him in license to kill. They've got to keep the contract, otherwise they lose. I know, it. but it was just it, 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 I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. The broccoli's on it, but. Yeah, it, no, it created I, I and, mixed and, feelings and, for me. And my God, like, my God, man, if you had put Blofeld and Safin's shoes, Bond kills Blofeld in the missile silo base just at the end. Q helps him. M's directing the, the missile strike. Like, you've got Money Penny, who's helped get them there so far. You, you know, you, you, you've got all of the main characters on screen. Lighter's obviously just, or, you know, Lighter was there and just died. And then it's like, he stands on the top of the island, opens the missile doors, and the missiles come in and, and blow up the island. Like, pretty oh, yeah. good fucking ending. Gravitas. Like, yeah, Gravitas. exactly. Like, that's a fitting you, ending. A fitting ending. And, and you know, it's, and congratulations to them for doing this. Because, you know, we go back to what we said at the start. How difficult it is to make this movie. You're going to mm-hmm. piss so many people off, no matter what you do. No matter what you do. It's an interesting one, because I did come away from this movie... really really enjoying it Mm. but there are things i really don't like about it yeah yeah and i can't decide what side of the fence i'm on whether or not this is like a great great bond movie or a great movie but not a great bond movie or (laughs) i don't know this is this is the thing i really don't know because i need to to let this one sing it i before we go through chronology, I'm just going to say one more. I don't think this movie's going to age that well in the same way that Spectre hasn't. I think when Spectre came out, people were largely okay. Here's a, here's an interesting point of view, though, because do you know what me and Elham did in the run-up to us watching... Watched all of them. We yeah. watched all of them. Do you know what movie I really enjoyed? Spectre. Spectre. Loved it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. I You remember when I, when, I, when I saw Spectre, when it came out, I hated it. Yeah, I yeah. really didn't like it because there was it was so stupid and Blofeld's mm. bloody mm. foster mm. brother. What? Who came up with that idea? Mm. It's still mm. stupid. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing, though. I watch it a few years later, and I don't care. And you don't no. care. I I feel like there's this kind of like appetite we all have for a Bond movie, and there's so much everybody wants out of a Bond movie that almost you you need to let it sit for a couple of years. Yeah, until you go, so, yeah. until go, until you go back, because there's so many of them. You, yeah. th- there's the, this whole library of Bond movies that you can just pick whichever one you want, depending on what you want to see and when. Which but, is why I think actually, in a few years and with a few more Bond releases under the franchise's belt, maybe we'll go back to No Time to Die. And actually, lo- and actually like it a lot, lot more because you're like, oh yeah. god, remember when they when they did this with a Bond movie? Oh my god, that was insane! I want to watch that. But but largely, if I look back at the Bond films up to around Living Daylight's License to Kill, so all of them, they're they're not really character driven. They're just action. They're just yeah. fighting action. Where and they're none of them are really continuations of the other. Like you get a few little winks and nods. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously, Roger Moore visits. Um, Tracy's grave, um, yeah, and and you know, and the the Lazenby sort of said never yeah, happened to the other fellow. You know, all, all these little things. Drops Blofeld down a smokestack. 
Oh yeah, yeah, Boy, and the, yeah, that's nuts, man. Like, when, like, I love do you know that the story, scene. You know the story behind so that much. as well? Do you know the story? They, uh-huh. because they couldn't, they weren't allowed to say it was Blofeld. Yeah, it was um, just a generic bald guy with a cat in a wheelchair, yeah, just on yeah. a nondescript roof. Yeah, and it's there's mental. a mad story. There is it's... a mad like there's, but there's a mad like legal story. Yeah, behind I know. Why. It's it. so yeah. fun. Um, but but. It's only these Daniel Craig ones where you've actually seen like Car- Bond's got a weakness and he's got a character and and actually yeah. he's he thinks and he and he makes decisions in his mind and stuff. And I would go as far as say, and then being continuations, these are closer to the books than everything we've seen before. Yeah, I would go as far as to say that Bond films are their own thing. These yeah, are definitely. these have always been closer to the source material. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. seeing a lot more Bond's thinking and his thoughts. And all the books are continuations. Man, I, I'm rereading them. I'm reading From Russia With Love. It's number five, right? So when do you think in, they're going to do Bond in New York? James Bond goes to New Jim, York. James, James Bond, Bond goes to New York. New York. Well, he did it Live and Let Die, right? That's part of that story. Oh, right? but, um, no, no, no. I want a movie called James, James Bond, Bond Goes to New York. And that was the last point I wanted to make before we started went going through chronologically. And I do not think the title is good. No Time to and Die. Co- this this film's called All the Time in the World, mate. Call it that. With with octopusy style handwriting, All the Time in the World. Surely that Regal title. Font. Surely that title tells everyone going into the movie that he's going to die. Surely no, it no, does. no, no, no. It 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 does what it's it does what it says in the tin. All the time in the world. That is, my wife's going to die. Mad. That says to everyone, Madeline's going to no, die. No, but that's what happened the first time because yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously we now look back on on Her Majesty's Secret Service as as this kind of tragedy uh, bond ending. bond oh, story man. where there's actual stakes and that people close to you can die and stuff like that. So they've already done that. So they're not mm. going to do that again. So for me, I'm pretty sure that if I saw We Have All, um, all the Time in the World, I'm I'm putting my cards on him dying. And actually, when he first uttered even, it... Even when it says no time to die. die. <laughs> right. No, no. When If if in your world, this this movie is called We Have All the Time in the World, I'm looking at that. At that title gets released and I'm going, oh, they're killing James Bond. 100%. And I can say that with... No, you don't. No, 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 I do. No, I, because I promise you, I promise you, I am not just saying this after the fact. When he utters it in the opening in the opening credits, when he's in, when they're in the Aston Martin... Mm-hmm. Hi, Maddie. Sorry, Maddie's just... Are you all right? Yeah. How was your night? Good. What you got there? Are you a bit drunk? Uh, Aye. Aye. <laughs> Aye. Aye. We're just talking about run rig. Maddie, you like oh them? You give a wee verse of that, oh could you? Aye. We want a run rig. Yeah. Oh. Alex is doing it out of the way. Oh. Right, beat it. I made you dinner. I had dinner. <laughs> Ooh, food. So, um, not for you. Not for you. Don't oh, get any. Right. Okay. You get run rig. Sorry about that. That was anyway, um, That was Maddie. Just anyway. Up. Listen, so she I've... really liked No Time to Die. Anyway. She didn't come see it. <laughs> she didn't go see it. She didn't come see it. She didn't give a fuck. She was like, "What do you mean you have to go see it tonight?" Mate, oh god, sorry, just as a light slide one, that was an absolute epic. Do you know I nearly got her? I nearly got her. And she turned to me and she went, You've made we watch the other four, and I've literally come away feeling nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> I would I could be bet I literally could just burn a tenor. I'll go on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Sorry about that. Anyway, anyway, back to what I was originally saying. When he says 
we have all the time in the world when they're driving in the Aston in mm. Italy. I knew he was going to die. I promise you I thought that in the, in, in the cinema. I mm. promise you I, I knew that. Or oh, the Aston was going to die. Oh, the Aston always dies and it breaks my heart. So, okay, let's go. First scene, we've got the ice sequence with, with Safin and stuff. Great opening sequence. Very cool. Really ominous, mysterious, horror-esque. Yeah, raises the question of, oh, who's this guy? Who's this amazing villain? Psych! We don't yeah. see him until the end of the movie again. I really enjoyed that ice opening sequence. And if you were gonna, if this was another Bond film that wasn't the, the final one in the series, and you were gonna start create a Bond film, great, cool start. Yeah. And I, and I also really enjoyed the Italy sequence as well. Yeah. Um, God, he likes going to Italy and Cuba, doesn't he? He loved going to Italy. I've noticed this actually a lot with the Craig eras. He's always in bloody Italy. There's only one where he's not. It is Casino Royale. No, Skyfall. When does he go to Italy in Quantum or Casino? Quantum is when he goes to meet Mathis, who's living, who's, ah, who's living yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And then Italy, um, he recovers there. The recovery places in Italy. No, no, it's not. Yes, it's it on it's on Lake Mead, which no, is No, it's Lake Como in Italy. Lake Como. Oh, it's Lake Como. Fuck, you are right. Of course I am. Oh, I it's an attack it was... of the clones. Or it could have been <laughs> oh blummy hell, yeah, it totally was. But um I like the both those opening sequence. Yeah. I was uh, and then music points um for both of those sequence, brilliant. And especially the i mean it was very much all the time in the world the musical suite as we have them driving in there mm-hmm. i loved that i loved it well i, I know it's w- i know back. it's one of your favorite bond songs so mm, I, th- I thought of you when we were watching it so i was like oh calm's calm's loving this right do now. you look at me and go he's got all the time in the world he's got all the time in the world oh man but even just like that the the, the cliffs and 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 that george lazenby when he looks at the police officer and he says don't worry, we have all the time in the world. That is without doubt one of just the most. It just it is. Just, it is. It's, it's amazing. It is. Um, and 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 we get that the beautiful suite of music. Hans Zimmer just really pull. He pulls out all the stops throughout a lot of this. I I I firmly no. I I really enjoyed the music in this. The other piece of music that I really liked, and we get it a little bit later on, is the Madeline Suite when we're back into that the house yeah. in Norway again, and we, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um. The thing that I was disappointed by was there wasn't enough of the Bond theme littered throughout this. Okay, so th- so we're we're coming into the start of my musical gripes for this movie, mm. and I have plenty. Mm. I have plenty because the soundtrack sounds like what you'd expect Hans Zimmer doing Bond to sound like. Mm. However, sending it loads of loads of other little com- composers go away and do something. However, to him. however, didn't sound like Bond, and I'm sorry. I don't care how tortured uh, Bond is in the certain scene. I'm talking about the spinning Aston Martin with the miniguns. That's exactly what I was talking if, about. Sorry, I was talking about exactly the same. Yeah, I, because in the trailer, right? They do it with the brass. They do it with the brass, and it looks Bondy as all hell. In oh, yeah. the movie, 
it's grimy, it's dirty, that kind of repetitive Hans Zimmer rhythm stuff. And I'm like, if you've got a spinning Aston Martin DB5 with mini guns coming out of the headlamps and you're not and you're not in full swing you're not in full swing John Barry, you have done it wrong. I'm Mm. sorry, but you just have. Oh, the first thing I thought that I mean, if I was if I had notepad, I would have said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. they did that bit wrong. Um, no, but it's throughout, and actually, it's it's a it's a bit of a complaint that I had with a few of the previous Daniel Craig movies as well. And actually, there was this blaring moment in Spectre, actually, where you you know you know when he's tobogganing down a mountain in a cra- in a crashed aeroplane. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, obviously, that's mental. But I actually really enjoyed it this time round, even though first time I didn't. And there's this moment where the plane crashes through like a chalet barn door and Mm. nothing happens in the music. And I'm Mm. like, because you know he's heading... This this shot has happened in almost every Bond movie. Slightly Mm. hyperbolic, but you know what I mean. So you see the vehicle heading towards a wall. You know Mm. the wall is going going to get destroyed and the vehicle is going to crash through it. Think... uh, think st petersburg tank and golden eye mm, mm, mm. and you and you always see the crash from the other side right mm. you always get this peaceful tranquil shot of mm. what bond is about to crash through and mm. then every time he crashes through it what you expect and what we deserve as an audience is that's what we deserve we don't get it no we don't get it and there are so many of these signposted moments exactly in, in and this, this is a roger this, moore film in this movie as well where they yeah. set up the mental action thing where you're supposed to go full swing into the theme and they just don't do it and mm. i'm sorry you can you can say that you're not trying to be bond tropey as much as you want but there are certain reasons why we go and see bond movies and there are certain things that happen in bond movies that make us feel certain things that only bond movies can do yeah. that's why there's 20 something of them yeah and when you take away that dna of the movies it, it kind of spoils it a little bit it's kind of an overarching complaint i have with the craig era but it definitely applies to no time to die as well so that what was you... like part one of my musical gripes i'll i'll save myself for some more we'll go back we'll go into it what do you think of primo or Cyclops, as he gets called, referred to. The, the kind of one of the little henchmen thing, one with the weird eye. Completely mental. Didn't hate yeah. it. No. Didn't hate it, though. I was like, yeah, great, fine, I whatever. Was, I thought he was good. I mean, like, it was very much... Do you know who, what I was reminded of was a little bit of Dario from License to Kill? You know, like, kind of not physically imposing, like, not mentally large or anything like this, but, like, a little bit quirky and a bit weird yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. totally, like, you you know, he's not the biggest guy in the room, but he goes into a bar fight. Like, you you, you know, like, you might come away winning, but he's, you're not he, going to come away with an eye. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, that kind of psychopath. mentality. Yeah, yeah I, I liked <laughs> it. Um, And I thought it was good. And, you know, we, we, we want to talk then a little bit about the whole retirement stuff. We're back in Jamaica. And let's talk about, the the one that's you know the, the thing that was most controversial which largely was the least most least controversial part of the movie when watching it a part that i really enjoyed and that was uh, lashana lynch as nomi 007 the new the new 007 she was wonderful it was done so well 
I don't, I don't care about any of the conversation around it, honestly. It, it made, I wanted more of her on the screen. She yeah. was brilliant. It made sense in the movie that yep. she was 007. I don't it. feel like it they were brilliant. making a point um, at, at, like about gender. They weren't trying to gender swap James nope. Bond. It, it nope. just made sense in the story and they, it felt like they were doing it for the story and for no other reasons other than that. Another good example of this actually i noticed in the in the story uh, which was when they turn up at q's place mm, and he's mm. setting the table for dinner he's obviously about to have a date and he says he'll be he'll be around in a minute mm, and i mm. and as soon as he said that i was like oh my god the trolls on the internet are gonna be like oh so you're making q gay now but then i was like yeah but the the movie doesn't ram it down your throat it just changed a gender pronoun like it, yeah like yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter like and the movie doesn't try to say it matters no, it's just no. it's just a fact about him yeah yeah it's totally. crazy i mean and and just but just with her obviously this was very much uh from the from the production side of things could we could we keep doing this could you know could could um could lashana actually like take the lead on some of these like fuck yeah i'd watch more of this and you know what i'd watch like give give her her own story give her her own like arch nemesis give her her own like people that she meets if there's a, like an american or maybe there's some sort of like i don't know like a, a like, like another sort of agency that she works closely with i don't know maybe you know, it's like, just like create me. a lore like i don't know man maybe I, I, it's I'd just me this. being cynical maybe it's me being cynical i don't think there's any version of the 007 james bond franchise that cannot have du- james bond as as the lead I just I I don't think it exists. But you don't have to. Call, I mean, you don't. You can call anything. You can call this something totally different. This is you know double O seven. You know this is oh no, no okay license to kill or something and call call it that, and and make it a, a series. Make it a, a no. But again, know, as soon as you call it 007 and MI six and all that, it it suffers from not having James Bond. It suffers mm, from it not uh-huh. from it not being James Bond. No, now, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't agree. I, I I would be I wouldn't agree. I think. I think this movie did a very good job of justifying, as you said, explaining 007, who 007 is and isn't, and and what it is and what the number stands for. I I, I don't know, man. I... No, because here's what I would say. Here here's the solution that I would, say, and I've said you know various things on this in the past, which is come up with fresh characters and fresh stories and fresh worlds for you know these amazing you know female actors and amazing female characters if you want lashana lynch to be kicking ass as you know a secret agent then make that movie but Mm. to put it to, to put it in the 007 bond franchise is laziness yes but also um it's a really good plot like it's it's it stands on its own as a really good storytelling device but they're not mutually exclusive you can you can have that and you can have her in her own film yeah i i, I firmly believe um well because, we can we, we can not, agree to disagree on that but, but she's not yeah i, I don't know I, I would i'd love to see a movie with her in it i genuinely would be really in, interested in that um you know, with with a bit of a reshuffle of even the personalities involved, like you know, I, I guess like if you do it, like hold it closer to, 
like a reflection of what the British Secret Service actually is about, and like not this, like because because let me like let me make something really clear as well. The the British Secret Service and 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 you know obviously how it would operate and work in the movies or the modern day era is like the setup and the the hierarchy structure of like M and Moneypenny and all these people. These characters were were characters created in the sixties to operate yeah. in the Cold War era. Yeah, it's mental. Or fifth, sorry, fifties or Cold War era. But I've been just went. Oh, but those roles are just going to be there in the modern day. There'd be a totally different like ranking structure modern yeah. day wise, and a totally different like hierarchy and stuff. Yeah, sure. Embed her into that and start again. Do you know what I mean? And and, and update everything around this. And I guess like it, the last question I would have to us is like, is there a dialogue around like? you know like tanner and money penny and all this sort of stuff being in this like i think money money penny and um and and nomi as well like both of them because they're both like well money penny was a field agent in this world right so there's yeah. like quite a lot of agents i i guess like my question there would be i i just don't agree with that skyfall decision of making money penny a field agent and then putting her behind a desk yeah, it was a bit. But they just, but they just stick to it, and and I think they paint themselves into a little bit of a corner here. It's just one of the many got, things, though. Yeah, but because like every time I was, all the time I was watching this, and I was watching like Nomi be a field agent, I was thinking like, Money Penny must be thinking like I could fucking do this job. Yeah, that do you know should what I mean? that should have been Money Penny. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If Sky but, like, if Skyfall hadn't done what Skyfall done that, did. It, it, that should have been my penny right but then but this is but then the point i go back to about the whole like outdated hierarchy structure of an organization is that's mental could you imagine that oh he was a field agent now she's behind a desk as a secretary like that's mental yeah. at least make her like a military advisor or something which is what i imagine tanner is yeah. so that's why i just don't understand it the last thing i would say is the whole q character like the q character in like modern day would be the equivalent of like a senior civil servant-esque style role and yes yeah. Obviously, it's a young guy. I think it's done really well. I yeah, think the young casting re- of Q really is really like good. And I think they've done a really good job of him in this. And I think that's largely stuck to it. So I, I thought that was really good. And then um, obviously, it's, yeah, again, really good. But yeah, the whole a few of the other things I didn't really feel. What did you think about the whole sequences um, after that? So when we went to the sort of South Latin America with Ana de Armas's Paloma character, um, where obviously he was in the the suit and uh, you know he took the the yacht in. Was it was it in South that was America? Cuba. Wasn't it? Was it Cuba? I thought it was in South America. No, it's Sorry. Cuba. It's in Cuba. That's what um, I'm saying. He likes Italy and he likes Cuba. Cuba. <laughs> we went from Jamaica to Cuba. That makes sense. Um, what did you think about that whole sequence in the bar and the bar fighting and? Because I thought she was brilliant. Yeah, I thought she I was thought a Paloma really... I thought was a really well good character. She was a really, really, really interesting, interesting addition. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really interesting addition. I liked where the... I, I kind of... I liked where the story went. I was still kind of like really on board. I, I kind of thought at this point in the movie that this was like shaping up to be an like an exceptional Bond outing. Mm. Like really, mm. really, really exceptional. Yeah. And, and what I liked about... Paloma was that she hearkened back to the like the Holly Good Knights of the Roger Moore era, or the or the Doctor Holly Goodheads, or the um, I'm just trying to think of any of, of another character. Um, uh, oh, what's her name in um, in Living Like Dire? Or you know, j- just like a really competent, or even you know, Plenty like, of Tool. No, not Plenty of Tool. No, 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 like the really competent. You know, like even Darcy. I just, just, want, to, I just wanted to say Plenty of Tool. I know you did. I just wanted to say Plenty of Tool. Or even, or even like the Pam Bouviers, or like Pam Bouvier is a really good example of her, right? You know, like from um, Bloody License to Kill. From the Simpsons. 
is it is it that is it what no pam pam bouvier is one oh, of marge's sisters <laughs> i know who am i thinking of license to kill i'm gonna have to fucking pam oh it's gonna bloody kill me um yeah her name is pam bouvier her literally the character is called pam bouvier the the bond girl oh no it's patty and selma isn't it from... jesus christ Oh, Pam, Patty, whatever. <laughs> but, but like, I thought, I, I thought Anna de Armas's character kind of harkened back to that, like just an aggressively com- like Doctor Holly Goodhead. We'll stick her straight yep, down the fine. middle. Like a very, very competent female character, good at the job, quite funny in the whole quips. Little bit of like a little sexual tension esque little jokes, but like largely nothing much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Um. What did you think about the Felix Leiter dying? What What's your thoughts on that? I don't. Oh, I don't know if it's something that just didn't quite hit me at the time, but I kind of felt like it was inevitable, and I didn't really care that much. Yeah, I don't know. You see, I don't know. I don't know if if I really cared that much because I feel like. Do you know what I feel like? I feel like he was supposed to be a much bigger part of the Craig era than he was. Than he yeah. was. I feel I, like this movie. Felix Leiter. I've always thought that about that character. Yeah, I always felt like the franchise wants us to care. He, his death is presented to us as the death of this really major character, when in actual fact, he says like five words at a card game and then he says move your ass in quantum i i think he's pretty good in casino no no he is no he is good no 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 he is he is really great and he's a he's a really interesting character in in casino royale and then he crops up again in quantum Mm. but his presence in this one apart from just being a cia agent and so there, by progressing the plot, his death was presented as this big kind of character thing that very clearly was important to James, but I just don't think we'd seen enough screen time of him for mm. us to care. That was my that mm. was my feeling, but I think a lot of people will, and that just might be a me thing. So I'm not really I'm not really gonna hold that over the movie. Again, if they were gonna do it properly, if this was gonna be the swan song for the Bond fans that we all thought what you should have done was 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 have him fed to the sharks Absolutely. in the way you know what i mean and 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 a classic example of him on that boat throw a bit of chum over the side bit of blood and then they dangle him and feed him to the sharks or or he, or he's kicked into the sharks or something and someone says he disagreed with something that ate him oh shit is that you yeah that's me hang on hello hey hi uh, i'm recording pod Cool. Um, I'm in. I'm in the living room, but we it should all we should almost be done. Um, by the time you walk in. Okay. Amazing. See ya. Bye. He gets kicked. He should get kicked into the water, and someone says the classic line: "He disagreed with something that ate him." Because that. Because that's that's yeah, like yeah, from Living Like Die, and then that is in the the film. So. Yeah. Um, oh, we're 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 definitely meandering down every single plausible kind of. But I plot just, point and detail I in this know, aren't we and then all the stuff in i liked all the shooting locations in london as well don't know if you noticed some of those familiar locations uh, yes i did and you've brought me actually to a scene that 
I wanted to kind of move things along to. And that the was Hammers, Hammers the Hammersmith Bridge, Smith yeah, bridge yeah, scene, yeah. right? Because there was a musical cue that happened in this scene, which I and know you was. spotted. There was. Which I know you spotted. And it was a really lovely arrangement of John Barry's main theme from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yep, yep, yep. And this brings me to a, do, a very, do, very do, important do, point do, about do, the soundtrack. Do, do, do. Yeah. In that I really, really loved the music. But it didn't service the movie that well. No. Because let's be honest... This scene that this this cue pops up in, right? It didn't need it there. It was an exposition dump scene. Yeah. Why why are you giving us a a? It's like the it's like the movie is going. Oh, they're talking about information that you don't actually care about. Here, here's a little Easter egg. Here's a little yeah. Easter egg scene, and I'm like. Why are you playing that? I got really excited about the music, and I'm like, oh wait, hang on, what are they talking about? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I was yeah, like, totally. oh, oh wait, but they're just talking. I don't care. And yeah, it, mental. That that should have that should have been used in a much more important scene. I don't know yeah. where, and I'm not actually. I'm not even sure that scene even exists. Exists oh, in the movie. You, you you do yeah you do that yeah of course it is. It's when he's driving over the fjordlands. You know that amazing winding bridge. You go do 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 do. Do you know when you do it? Oh, dude, do you know when you actually do it? No, 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 better than that. When he's climbing the ladder out of the silo. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that exactly when you do it, and when he's facing down the rockets, when you see, and yeah. it, and but do it slower, it's like when and you do it slower. That's when you do it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, that's good. And and obviously, like we did brush over the whole. We got quite a lot of the Vespa theme. Yeah. Um, which fucking why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's let's largely get back to the island as well before we go on. What musical cues that are appearing throughout? I mean, and and, and I oh, also one thing There's else. A bit of you only live twice. There was a little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah. Um, massively distraction having Hugh Dennis in this movie. I don't know if you. I don't know if you no, I didn't care. I didn't I care. He died. Him. He died instantly. It was fine. It was fine. He's a he's a British icon. He's he's in it. He makes a couple of jokes and he leaves. I had absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. Do you know the bit that I like? There's a few things I laughed at. Like, I like one how was... we, I like how we were like, oh, let's get to the island. Oh, by the way, Hugh Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the other bit is when when they are in Cuba and they go, we're looking, we're, we're they were looking around trying to find the Russian. Sp- um, the Russian scientist. And they were like, I wonder where the Russian scientist, wonder where he is. And then she looks up the top of the balcony and you just see this guy cradled over a case and he's like, hmm. and she's like, I found him. And it's like, oh, did you now? It won't. <laughs> and, it, he like, and he like crawls and he's like, Meh. it won't, <laughs> it won't surprise you to learn that that character rubbed Ilhem up the wrong way. <laughs> Because he's the very literal definition of absolutely atrocious Russian typecasting in Hollywood. <laughs> he was it was just the way he like he like he like scurried across the little indoor balcony bit and was like looking over his shoulder and stuff. And it was just like I wonder where the Russian villain is. It was like a it was like a children's Where's cartoon. Waldo? <laughs> yeah, it was fucking br- like watch when you watch that scene back again, he is like <laughs> should have got an Alan coming. Yeah, invincible. Yeah, um, it's Boris. It's Boris. Oh, that's very a good, good character. Okay, so on the island, mm, we're there. We're, we're there. 
we've gone through Safin, we've gone through all of all of that stuff. We've Could, gone through one all... more thing to say. Loved the Norway sequence and the whole cars in the woods and the mist. Oh, After that was fucking, wasn't that it? was fucking cool. And it was the, a beautiful the, the, the set piece, the vicious car dropping on um, Ash. That's that's the Craig we know. That's oh, yeah, the, yeah. the vicious Craig brutal. we know. Brutal. Yeah. But skipping ahead to the island, when when everything's kind of said and done, and the final thing has to happen where he has to go back into the base by himself and open the silo hatches. There's a musical cue when he's lone wolfing it, um, mm. and it's not in the soundtrack. And I wonder if you spotted it in what part was this at? It's oh, when did I spot it? Okay, um, the room where all the kind of water with the micro robots in it mm. that eats mm. people's faces in it. When he's back in that room and he's fighting his way through endless henchmen. By himself. Is, is and... it a previous Bond film? No. Cue. No. Oh, I don't know then. I don't know, man. It's a previous Hans Zimmer cue. Oh, no. And I spotted it, and this is unforgivable. I oh, will no. never forgive. I will never forgive the producers for doing this. I don't know. And it doesn't exist in the soundtrack, which means it's music that was not written for this movie. And there's another example of this in Hollywood that I'll come back to. And I've mentioned it on the pod loads of times. Mm -hmm. So the track Molossus mm -hmm. from Batman Begins is played oh. in this. I shit you not. It is wow. literally that track. Wow. Now that's the track that's played in the end sequence, isn't it? When the, the city is being gassed. Um, and Batman's fighting to yeah. get through the city, and they're they're all going mad down in Gotham. Now in I say Trump. I say Molossus because it's probably the best example of this. But this chord sequence, there's one specific chord sequence that's almost like a Hans Zimmer signature, right? Mm, and it mm. exists here. It exists in Batman versus Superman. <clears throat> oh, Man of Steel, first of all. It's the um, one in uh, Dreams Collapsing, the Dreams Collapsing in Inception. Is probably. It it's even okay. in The Lion King. It goes, it goes as far back as The Lion King as well. But it's undeniable. It's quintessentially mm. Zimmer. And I know when I hear it, and I know that it's Zimmer, mm. and it's here in Bond, and it's not part of the score, and it's just everything else is Zimmer doing Bond. He is doing his best to put his own spin on Bond. But then in this one moment, when they're stuck for for a musical cue to put in a bloody scene, which was probably a reshoot, that's the mm. only reason why that's the only reason why these things exist. Mm. He just went action music. Oh, dramatic action music. Stakes are high action music. Stick the chord sequence in, and I spotted mm. it, and I, I saw red. Honestly, mm. it it drove me mad. Is there a chance? I mean, like just at that point, you're saying it would have been reshoots that when they put that piece of music in. Is there a chance that it's like a little nod and a wink from Hans Zimmer in the same way that like Not a Pixar chance. movies, Pixar movies no. have their own little nod and a wink? Not model. a chance. Because as soon as no, uh, if you see what I'm saying, if, though, no, like, maybe no, no, I, I do what tattoo. you're saying. I do what you're saying, and that is an argument to justify it, right? But. I would be so surprised if you went back and watched that scene, you heard it, and you went, oh, yeah, that's that's just laziness. That's just shit. 
Mm. Because the because the other example I always give of this is remember in the first Hobbit movie mm. when they do the Thorin staring down the big pale orc out of a burning tree. Mm-hmm. And then there's this epic slow-mo kind of charge where he mm-hmm. runs out of the tree and they play mm-hmm. the Ringwraith's music in the background, which is fucking stupid. And it's not in the it's not in the soundtrack, and it's inappropriate for the movie because the Lord of the Rings music is so heavily based on motifs and individual character themes. And so to have the Ringwraith's music played there is just artistically mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. It's the same as that. When when you have something that's so, so close to fucking Batman or mm. something else, why would I want... Even, even if it is just a Hans Zimmer signature, why is it there? When it's so evocative of fucking Batman, why mm. am I hearing Batman in James Bond? Mm. Mm. There's no reason for it. There's no reason for it, and I really, really hated it at right at the end of the movie when I'm supposed to be caring so much about what James is trying to do and where he's inevitably going to end up. Mm. Why am I getting pulled out of that going, oh, it sounds like Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's just so shit. <laughs> Alex, what did you, just, just on the last sequence and the, the final you know, 10, 15 minutes of this movie, Something that I there's there's one thing that I really liked, and there's two things that I'm not sure about. Yeah. Um, the first not sure about was, and it, and it leads onto the wider thing of we asked the question of the nanobots and the bugs. Yeah. Because what I wasn't sure about, and I don't think I liked, is the idea that like Q couldn't Q kept saying when you get it, that's you, you're done. Yeah. I don't like it when Q doesn't have an answer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like it when he can't do something. Therefore, make it something different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you didn't even need him to get infected. That whole thing where he was infected at the end, because Bond wasn't ever going to make it off that island, even in the time it took. You could still have done the whole thing of Safin opened the doors again, yeah. and Bond had to go back, sacrificing himself. Someone has to be left behind. Keep the you know Bruce Willis Armageddon style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, Just do it, that. It, it was, it was very much the, the, like, the bugs, oh, because then you can I get say, these bugs off me? No. Okay. No. <sighs> exactly and it, and it's just like okay so we can't hug madeline and again that's the reason why he doesn't want to try and fight to get off there it's like <sighs> yeah and, and don't get me wrong um and and the the other thing i wasn't too sure about was after he would after he did die all of them having a wee whiskey around the room i thought that was a bit odd i like that i liked yeah, that it was no it was sending off bond and it was sending off daniel craig, daniel craig. And, no yeah, i liked fine. that it was very classy move i like it I, that was a bit weird. It was like, we all made it and he didn't. But yeah, maybe not. Speaking um, of making it, have we made it to the end of this movie? We're nearly at the end. Two more things to talk about. Right, okay. The the, the penultimate one I want to talk about is the decision that Bond has a daughter. Yeah. I was meh about that and fine. And obviously you knew yeah. it was when they, they superimposed Daniel Craig's eyes on her. Like that was pretty bloody jarring. Um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think you'd have any more thoughts on this. because um, I No, I don't think so. I don't think it I, I don't think it was as as controversial a 
you know a plot point as others might have you believe mm, mm. the the guy has the guy has a lot of unprotected sex <laughs> yeah yeah it's, Let's it's be a wonder honest. he doesn't i guess he's a wonder he doesn't have more daughters kicking about uh, and then the final thing that i did like and this isn't the question but this is the bit i liked was that sequence that missile silo sequence when the island exploded and blew yep. up it was good yeah and it was emotional and closure Definitely, definitely. A, a, a very, very nice, very, very nice epilogue, very, very nice ending to, you know, Daniel Craig's tenure. Mm. And and as as I said up top to the franchise as a whole as well, which which creates a lot of mixed opinions, as a, mixed feelings, as I said. But, oh, we're about at the crunch time now where we've got, where we've got to make a decision, right? Yeah. I think it's one. But it's I'm one. Not sure. Yeah. For me, for me, it's one. No, and I think you convinced me. I mean, it is quite lazy, isn't it? The score, like, it is a little lazy. No, like, I mean, it is them just as you said. It's so I listened to the whole thing several times because I watched this movie quite a bit earlier than mm. you did, and I've been listening to it a lot, and I do like the music just for oh, the uh, music. We did, and we didn't talk about the Madeline sequence. I mean, that's a beautiful standalone piece of music. Uh, gotta kill our darlings on that one, I think. <laughs> oh, you didn't like it? No, no, no. I'm, um, no, I, I did like it. I liked all the music. Yeah. I really, I really did like all the music. I thought too much of it was misplaced. Too much of the actual score was misplaced. As I mentioned with the um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service queue. Mm. and then and, it ended with that in the credits music and then well i mean finishing on the song i actually thought was a very very nice touch i really really liked yeah, the, yeah, yeah. um we have all the time in the world song i i thought that was a really really nice touch um and then as i said previously the whole molasses thing is completely unforgivable yeah it really yeah. is uh, it really is and uh, even for that reason for uh, alone i can't i can't just give it a pass at all Oh, and, and, and obviously skipped over, the, we talked about it when it was released, Billie Eilish's track. I didn't like the credits. I didn't think the credits were nearly as good as Spectre's credits. You know, like the visuals, the visuals in Spectre's were awesome. The visuals in Casino Royale's were awesome. I didn't. Uh, the Casino Royale were... is still the gold standard in everything, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. I, but the, uh, like, I genuinely, this is, you know, another nod to Dr. No. We got the little circles from Dr. No. When yeah, the, I really liked that, thing. actually. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. I really yeah. liked that. But it, just the whole marble thing and... I don't know, man. I mean, like, and, and I watch. Oh, and, and go and YouTube this. Obviously, like Radiohead nearly did the theme tune for Spectre. Watch Radiohead's version of Spectre and the Spectre theme, because fuck me, that is the gold. That is awesome with the the oil and the tentacle. Oh man, and it's just this beautiful like melancholy song. Oh, and this just wasn't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, anyway, they didn't one... do it. They didn't do it for this movie. They did it for the last movie. So you can't oh, really compare know, the two, can you? But like, but this movie, the but the Billy Irish, you know, No Time to Die was just a re like we've done this before. It's a How do I live? How do I breathe? Is is um exactly the same as Fool me once, fool me twice. It is 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 you'll never see me die. Is the writings are on the wall? Like they they're interchangeable. The two songs. They they are structure wise. But, yeah, but. I, to be fair, there are a lot of Bond movies with that. If you're going to give that argument, then you have to point the finger at Chris Cornell as well because it uses the same bloody chord sequence. It just they just it just has a completely different mood 
mood to it. But there are but but the card sequences are all still there. It's because it's Bond. Mm, I don't have time to disagree. <laughs> no, yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> really battered this battered this one. <laughs> I but it needed to happen, man. Like as I said, this is one of the biggest movies this year. Oh, it really is. Year. It really is. And you know what? And despite all the bashing, because we've we've picked it apart, we've not given it a huge amount of praise. I bloody enjoyed myself. I yeah, I yeah, me really too. Me really too. enjoyed me myself. Too. And I do believe that in the coming years and with more things down the line, I will like this movie a lot more than I do now. Yeah, I am a hundred percent convinced that I will like this movie much more than i do now and that actually ex- excites me and you know the criticism that i have it, from excited, it now it? yeah it does um, you reborn it, is it? oh just, just keep it clean come on yeah, nah, I, don't, nah, I don't have the patience for that i don't have the patience for that today you can see it coming up coming nah, up you can't see it. it's under the table <laughs> don't talk shit <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah uh, yeah it's it's one it's it is it is one th- one thumb up at the moment hmm at the moment no it's always going to be one thumb up because i will never not hear that molasses, <laughs> molasses thing. Yeah, i will not honestly because you can't find it in the soundtrack when you watch this again because you will watch it again listen out for it and when you hear it it will completely destroy the movie for you enough, you're man. welcome <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's let's do it, man. Let's get what ifs done. We've got three to talk about because we've missed it twice. And I have egg on my face. Yeah, yeah, well, but we've you're not quite yet. There's not a, there's quite a yet. Being prepared because we want to talk. Oh, a little how bit much about through part- this are we gonna get? <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about Party Thor first. Oish. What do you think of that episode? Nonsense. Absolute it was, nonsense. It was. It was basically servicing the whole argument of who's stronger, right? Yeah, but and and I don't mind that. I don't like. I don't mind these mad concepts and in, in, no. in what if and like crazy things. Do you know what's what what the interesting the things that I minded? Do you know what the biggest thing I, things I minded in that episode was the fact that what's Jeff Goldblum's character's name? The bloody bloody is it inquisitor or something like that not not the collector the other one i know i don't know let's just say jeff goldblum because let's be honest he's playing jeff goldblum Hmm. how is he on earth the what if no no no, right the what if that this world this universe was pondering right Hmm. was what if loki wasn't thor's brother we give him back, yeah. What if Odin returns? Yeah, well, yeah. That that was the what if, right? And the and the world, the world that you see is supposed to be continuations on that what if, and go, oh, this is what could happen if that didn't happen, and you know, this is how you know butterfly effect mm, sort mm. of thing, right? But the rules have got to have got to be somewhat consistent, right? Because mm, in mm. Captain Carter, it was very, 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 very clear that this tiny little thing didn't happen, and therefore, um, 
Peggy Carter got the shield and she got the super soldier shield and she basically did that. But then after that, she basically did Cap- Captain America. She basically had the Captain America story where she got frozen. Or well, we said, not, yeah, not, fro- we said not frozen, yeah, but... Yeah, no, 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 you mean, I know what you mean. But we did say this, right? We did say this. The Captain America one, or the Captain Carter one, I think was the only one that was different. And I like the idea that it's not that way. I like because of one decision is made in the same way that it's explained in Endgame. It does a converging timeline and it moves off in a different direction. Well, yeah, no, it does. But I don't like, I don't like the idea that if one thing changes, then everything, everything changes, that everything can change. It just makes it so, and it doesn't, I don't like, for example, Jeff Goldblum is stuck in his nowhere world where you can only get out if you go through the thing that nobody's supposed to be able to get through, right? Mm, mm. And yet, we're supposed to think that that we're supposed to think that that world still exists in this alternate timeline. And yet, yeah. those characters are just there at the big world party with Party Thor. Just because, why not? Because put more characters on the screen. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so, right? Yeah, I guess for the episode level. But I still disagree with the point you're saying around, you know, one thing changes bit largely. It's it's like it's you've got one path moving. I'm doing this with my hands so Alex can see it. It changes and then it continues on the same path. No, I'm not saying Whereas... that that's what it should be. I'm just I'm just saying that you should be able to track and justify why things are different it can it can go it can go in so many different ways but why to just give this minute example if oh, right. if, if loki uh, yeah. if loki is not his brother why does that then mean that jeff get jeff goldblum can get out of his little um nowhere world but, but why does that ex- mean well time but you've got to accept the fact that in that case it's going to be like well he didn't do this therefore this happened therefore these people went to earth therefore when these people went to earth they did this and then these people did this and then this person did this and this person did this this and therefore he could get off his little planet and i, I i'm like I, I don't know. I'm relatively comfortable with shit like that because I'm like, if you, you've got to just suspend your disbelief that if one thing changes and it's the ripple, it's the butterfly effect almost of all the decisions off of that down the line, it's very likely that something that was fixed in our universe yeah. is is totally um, flexible in another but one. Is it not more interesting in a what if to be able to track and ponder? the the act yeah, the change know, the change whereas if if you're just gonna say if you're just gonna say we're gonna change this tiny thing and therefore everything everything is different and we don't have time and you're never to gonna go track yeah, and why yeah. that thing and, yeah, and actually yeah. the real reason is because we want to have this cool little scene with where jeff goldblum's having a little boogie on the golden gate bridge that's the mm. only reason why that's there and yes you can explain it away with Oh, this one thing is different. Therefore, everything's different. That's mm. not good. That's not good enough. I'm afraid. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I I'm perfectly okay with that. I mean, think about how many things could be different. Like the whole butterfly effect thing in our, even in our life, if one thing changed, you know, it sets a precedent for rules and policies and things and all sorts. And you know, why can't that happen in the in our in our art and our media? Like you know, being able to suspend your disbelief and not see every decision on screen. I don't know. I think we're over analyzing a stupid episode of a No, what we're what we're doing is saying the same thing over and over and over again. I don't know. The 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 we're doing what? Nah. <laughs> Nearly got you there. Um but obviously the end of it is what we really want to talk about, which is the, the last two episodes. Yeah. I 
I mean, obviously it was it wasn't quite Paul Bettany. It wasn't quite David Spirit did the voice. I quite liked the voicing of Ultron. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, whoever did it did a good job. Did a great job. Um, I forget the name of the one person who does the Black Widow voicing because that is amazing. Like that's not Scarlet, but it's amazing um, how accurate that is. Um, rather than talk about these in two different episodes, do you want to do that or do you want to talk about it as a whole story? I've, we could do it as a whole story, but my overarching um, kind of feeling is that I really, really loved the first one where mm. Ultron became mega, uh, like, omnipotent, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved that what if. Just the, the, the ramp up of that power level was yeah. just so juicy as, and, and a, it, as a Marvel, as a Marvel story. The... It raises the stakes of Age of Ultron as a film, doesn't it? Because yeah. it makes you go, shit, they could have got it so wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 100%, 100% it did. 100% it did. And I really, really, really liked that. What I mm. didn't like was the last episode. Why is that? Because. Is it the team up? It's the. That we were predicting. Fucking. Wait, we? Yeah, yeah, you were predicting it too. Oh. But can you finish all the egg off your face? Okay. I was wrong. I said that they shouldn't do that. I said that they shouldn't do this, and they well, still shouldn't have wrong. done it. Did you? Did you say? Did you say they wouldn't do it? I can't remember. Okay, fine. That's fair. I like the honesty. I, honestly, I can't remember. I might have said they won't do it because I was so sure that if they did do it, it'd be the stupidest thing in the world. And even though this this episode was visually stunning and it was against an OP Ultron, and there were some cool things that happened with, I really liked the Arnim Zola virus thing. Mm, um mm, all, mm, and mm. and that was the way that they beat beat a super powered ultron um yeah but, it was a real patch quilt of marvel wasn't it the only reason for this roster of characters to be in it was because we had seen them in uh, in in the other what ifs in this series and the watcher gave this really because the as an actual premise of the watcher breaking his oath to get various characters out of time and put them together and make them fight ultron i'm i'm fine with that because that's the mm. only way to save the multiverse yeah i'm a hundred percent on board with that at no point does this episode justify the actual um the actual picking of them he kind of goes through doing his mm. uh i've got a mission and you're a watcher you son of a bitch i'm in mm. and mm. um and and he says this line where he goes, "I've handpicked you, you lot, because you lot have the unique set of skills in order to be Ultron." And I'm going, "Do they fuck? Yeah. Do they fuck? Yeah. You, you're telling Party Thor is the most OP version of Thor to do this? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, trying yeah. to tell me that? Well, no. I mean, I get, I guess, I guess I look at it in the same way that there was only one outcome from." you know, the, the whole Endgame series, Doctor Strange only saw one way that everything worked out so that they got everyone back. Maybe the Watcher can see there's only one outcome and it's got to be this specific group of people. Yeah, well, the, the Doctor Strange version of the character was actually the only one that I was kind of on board with because obviously yeah. he ended his story as the only person living in his, his, his in-universe. So he was ripe for the picking. Of course he was mm -hmm. going to be involved in and this. And he was so, yeah, so strong. Let's go through them. I mean, like, 
the one that we didn't see we've never seen this gamora have we well i was gonna ask you that because i was like did i miss something no i don't think we've seen that gamora no we did i did i did like the whole not you stark and i liked it and it because it <laughs> made me wonder and i'm sure maybe they will explore this more in season two i would have liked to have seen what that what if was i'm sure I mean? we will i'm sure yeah. we will i don't think there's any because the other thing was because I, I i thought early on we've not seen that gamora Therefore, she's going to be really important in this one. And she did have a crucial role, which then turned out to be completely pointless. Mm. And But then actually she didn't have that many lines and she wasn't on screen that much actually mm. anyway, which then made me think at the end of the episode, it's like, oh no, we'll, we'll, we'll see her again. We'll do the actual mm. what if from her mm. universe like next time. The T'Challa the was good. As largely. always. What yeah, I thought that was really good. I like the inclusion of the Killmonger. I like Killmonger in anything. Yeah, I love me seeing too. him more. And it was good. I mean, what do you think about him changing sides at the end? Like, I, at the time, I was like, it's a bit fucking weird, but a little bit on brand. It was a bit actually. in character, it. but it also, but it also made me question what he was doing in the fight because I, I didn't see him get stuck into that fight no. at all no no no. he didn't so he ran away with gamora at the start of it if you remember like it was a little bit if you what if you track that character again it's good yeah. I, I just love him i just think he's one of the best i would say go as far as say he's probably the best thing that's come out of he is the mcu it, you know one of the best characters coming to the mcu or like sorry uh, lower sort of villains or, or lower characters like you know it's just awesome he's just he's just awesome he's so awesome and he and he's got it makes a lot of sense everything he does like he's just a thanos level thought out villain oh yeah no and, and I, I, more I we him. see of him is brilliant um Oh, just back to the um, the the uh, T'Challa um, Star Lord. I thought we were going to see him lift Mjolnir in the same way that Steve Rogers lifted Mjolnir. Oh, that because been so cool. Do you know what I mean? Because he's worthy. Because he's just a good person, and he's been mentored properly. And now he's a good person who deserves the power of thought. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I thought we were that would have been epic. That. I would have liked that. Yeah. Um, I thought that would have like as a little throwaway thing. He lifted up. I did, and I did think I did. I think it's a bit odd how Party Thor's there because he's the only one who was from the original Avengers who's in it. Um, because you know, and, and replace him with Spider Man Strange from the zombie one. Oh yeah. Um, pick him. Or how they kind of did is pick the zombie Scarlet Witch, which was fine, I guess. Yeah, um, she didn't. She did nothing. We we had a lovely little rub our hands together moment because we all enjoyed zombie Scarlet Witch and her OPness and the weirdness and stuff like that, and we were all like, "Yeah, yeah, get her in there, get her in there." Yeah, pointless. But I did love the fight, the fight sequence with all of them. You know when they Lock created a hundred, a hundred Mjolnirs and they all the Mjolnirs like battered into yeah. Ultron. Like I thought it was fucking awesome. Just trying to think who we're missing. Obviously we had Car Captain Carter, um, which was which is good. I'm trying to think who, who we miss. We've got the um, Party Thor, T'Challa, um, Killmonger, Captain Carter, Gamora. And Scar Strange, that, uh, that was the six. Black Widow. Doctor Strange, Black Widow. Well, Black Widow was number seven, wasn't yeah. she? And, and then, um, yeah, which again, fucking great. Good to no, see. No, yeah, her. I, I liked her. I liked her part in it. Yeah, I just, oh, just the fucking team up of people that we'd already seen, like that made no sense and wasn't justified. Why did you pick that? A little bit of music, uh, I thought. There's a nice little music motif. We did get the Doctor Strange music motif in this. Yeah, you we picked did. that one up, which was, which was really, really nice. The, the music has been outstanding for What If, I would say. Yeah. I'd say it's been one of the best, um, 
one of the best musical Marvel inclusions. Definitely one of the most nuanced in, yeah. in that the music played a much more important role than it has in other things. I thought it was beautiful, the music throughout yeah. this whole series, and I, and I look forward to watching it again with that. No, I think rounding this off, I really liked What If. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I think series two will be better because we as audience members will be more equipped to watch it and more prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to be watching it for the individual stories, I think, mm. because yeah, wrapping yeah. up this whole series, I was left a bit frustrated by it, as mm. as I'm sure you can, I'm sure you could tell, I'm sure you could mm. tell. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe I don't, maybe I'm not as annoyed about it as as I'm coming across just because of that bloody molasses thing. But, um, <laughs> uh, but the, that standalone Dr. Strange episode was just an outstanding piece of television. That oh, was amazing. In it was amazing. Everything. It was the best episode of the whole, th- of the whole lot of them. And one of the mm. best Marvel things out of yeah. the entire I mean, franchise as far as it's I'm up, concerned. Like it's up there with episode one of Loki. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's as as the best episodes of a Marvel T V series. Yeah. Um speaking of Marvel T V series moving on, uh, moving forward, sorry, we we have announced that the WandaVision is getting a spin off with Catherine O'Han's character. Um nothing more than that I've seen. I don't know if you've Yeah, seen no, that was a very recent that. announcement. That was like today, yesterday kind of I time mean, frame, wasn't that, it? Is that is that anything are you is that where did that come from who who's asked for that did you ask well for that? no i think i think i didn't ask for that i'll tell did you, you who asked this? for that all the re, all the reviews that was like isn't isn't wasn't catherine han amazing and we all went yes catherine han was amazing and all the <laughs> disney people went catherine han's amazing why don't we give her a thing oh yes we should definitely we, give her a thing why don't we just start a rumor that we're amazing and maybe disney will yeah, give us a thing? yeah 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 why don't we do that mate that's that seems how it, it works that's how it works I yeah we'll need to wait to hear more about this the other one that i need to wait to hear more about is the fact that moon knight has wrapped filming amazing with obviously Oscar Isaacs. Um, do you think it'll be opening scene? Do you think it'll be opening scene, or do you think they'll make us wait for it when wait. he's when we'll he, wait when for it, it when we'll it. wait for, we'll wait for it the the big big dumb bastard you've got to introduce Dracula no I don't know, no, no Dracula um you big fucking nerd where's my goddamn money nerd. yeah 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 I I I think it will be wait for it I think first but, scene I would oh, love you do? that imagine if that was the first scene and he's just Oscar Isaac in that mental white suit and cape and he just bashes a door down and the first thing you hear is Dracula you big fucking nerd where's my goddamn money Am I, I think that'd be no, brilliant no, no, you've convinced me you've convinced me first scene yeah yeah no 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 you've convinced me i'm on board mate do it <sighs> that would be it i mean this will like we'll learn nothing about this tone until we get going but oscar isaac feels right doesn't he yeah 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 i love oscar isaac it's i'm great. all on board for that um can't bloody wait for that um i've only got two more things to talk about but i know yep. you've got a little few little things yeah there's a, there's a new musical coming out oh. there's a new musical coming out there's a trailer for it and it seems to be a musical kind of biopic, and I think maybe in the same sort of vein as Rocket Man. I'm not oh. sure because it might be original songs, it might be uh, rent songs, but basically it's Andrew Garfield playing mm. the composer of the smash rock musical Rent, which in itself is a rock musical version of the Puccini opera La Boheme. Mm, mm. Uh, and it's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, amazing. amazing. Which is 
very interesting and the trailer looks really lovely i really encourage you to go and have a watch at it have you seen rent no i haven't does it have the mika song in it What's the Mika song? This is the way you left me. No, no, no. Rent is really old. Rent is like... Oh, uh, what, what's that Rent. one with the with the musical that has that in it? Oh, I've got no idea. There's a musical that has that in it, that song. No, um, no. Rent is much, much older. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. But have a listen to Rent. It's a really good musical, actually. I really, yeah, really I'd like, like to, it. I'd like, to, I'd like to see it, actually. It's, it's, it's ironic. I mean, I'm going to see, um, when you say Lim Manuel, I'm seeing Hamilton next Thursday. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, enjoy. Today. That's really cool. That live. Love Can't that. I'd to go and see that. Um, I wanted to talk about one. Th- I mean, look, you didn't see Squid Game, did you? No, I didn't have time to watch it, but I'm. I, I, Everyone's gone mad for it. It's mad. It's mad. I really want to watch it. People have gone for it. It's, it's bloody good, right? It's just a great, great, well put together story. The, the other one to watch if you enjoy it is Alice in Borderlands. I loved it too. Another Korean series, oh, okay. which is a little bit nuts, um, a little bit battle royale esque. I really enjoyed. Nice. Um, the other thing that's on Netflix, which is fucking banana. I mean, not Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass is good. Is Oat Studios, which is Neil Blomkamp's project. It's a series of shorts, oh. um, short films. Um, the first one has Sigourney Weaver in it, and it is fucking bleak, like bleak, dark, bleak future, proper Neil Blomkamp on steroids. Nice. Um, Neil, it's good. That's a sentence that gets me hyped. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, and the last thing to talk about in moving forward, mate, is we got a teaser trailer for the long-awaited Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. I was so ready to not give a shit about this. And then I watched the trailer and I kind of got excited a little bit yeah, despite myself. And I'm going to hold my hands up to this because I know, I, I know that I'm very much a cynic when it comes to being bashed over the head with, you know, prequels and sequels and remakes yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. that nobody's asking for, especially to a series that ended so bloody poorly. So uh, badly. So, so bad. Unforgivably. Unforgivably. Really, like, um, uh, really unforgivably. But, but I see this and I hear Matt Smith and I go, ah, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, of Matt course Smith. I'm going to watch that. It's Matt Smith, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, it is. Yeah, he's a Targaryen. You believe it. Yeah, absolutely. It's when he uh, says, like, oh, what I can't remember what it said. Something didn't win us the throne. It was dragons, dragons or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Give me some of that. I do. I do wonder. I mean, the budget's nowhere near as much as Game of Thrones was getting. It's not far off per episode, I think. It's been, it's not been announced. It's still going to be in like, the, it's still going to be in like the top five budget yeah, TV yeah, shows. Yeah. It's still going to look incredible. I think so. I wonder. It's probably only going to be topped by Lord like. of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah, cannot yeah. wait for that. Cannot wait for that one. Yeah, eventually. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I, I've not got a huge amount more to talk about. I mean, there's no. a huge amount that we've missed, but we've talked a lot about No Time to Die. Yeah, we did. Um, a little bit. Still one thumb up actually after after all that. After a bit of bring, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very comfortable with my one thumb up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, don't take that sentence out. Of, don't take that yeah, sentence out that. of context. Clip, clip I'm that. very comfortable with my you one thumb up. We don't have to do a jingle this week. You could just have me just, just saying, just that, I'm just, just really that. comfortable with my oh, one thumb up. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Alex, if you're very comfortable with your one thumb up, what do they have to do now? What they got to do now is go onto the Apple Podcast app, find us on there, and give us a cheeky little five star rating. If you mm. please, you can also leave mm. us a review on there. We like to see you read and hear reviews. You can tell us your favorite movie. You can tell us your favorite movie soundtrack and all of that fun stuff. You can find us on lots of other platforms where you like to listen to your podcasts, such as Spotify and the Acast app. 
And if you want to get more directly in contact with us on the show, you can find us at motionspod at gmail.com. You said my bit. Yeah, I know. That's because I want to go to bed. <laughs> you see what I'm doing, though? Yeah, I, I can see here. it. It's a, it's a clock and a plane in one thing, and it's very good. <laughs> and I like it. He's playing with his toy. Can we wrap this up because I can go to sleep, please? <laughs> I just, I'm I just done. Like I, I, I don't know. That. I just like the way you said it. Yes, it's good. It's a clock and a plane in the same thing. <laughs> and you're just like putting it in front of the camera going, wee, wee. <laughs> I just love the way you... In the same thing. They're in the same thing. The clock and the plane are in the same thing. What does that mean? Am um, I wrong? We're all, we're all, no, you're not wrong. We're also on Instagram, of course, where you can find us. And I just, again, a big thank you to KTC Graphic Design for her wonderful artwork. Um, where I believe, uh, following some links that you can read below here, there's a little bit of a, a bit of a, bit of a cheeky, uh, bit of a cheeky. Uh, yeah, the link will be in the episode description. But basically, if you go into our Etsy store to get one of her amazing movie prints to decorate your wall, you can get a cheeky little twenty percent discount if you if you enter the code MotionsPod twenty at checkout. Just to be clear, he said prints, not prints. Like the yeah. like a mythical print. Like you're not getting a twenty percent off a prince. No, it is a print. You can't you can't do that. Yeah, or or the prince, twenty percent off of yep. him. That would just be like a leg or something like that. Amazing, uh, cool. Can I go to bed off. now? Is yeah, that all right with you? Up. Yeah, cool. Thank you Amazing. very much for listening. We'll speak to you again next week. <laughs> Until then, bye. All right, guys. Ta ta.